Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis. Here Helen. we are for another great boardroom yeah, chat. I'd love to chat with you. I want to start. I'd like to chat Thank with you. you. I want to read what, one of these uh, testimonies before okay. we get into what we're going to talk about. This lady says she re, she will listen to them five times. Find it on there. One of the, it's one of the, I, I just happened uh, um, they gave me the, this, and it's just such a blessing. Christian gave me the, uh, uh, what you call these things, testimonies. Right. And uh, uh, it was a blessing. And can Which you one read? is five uh, I have to find it for you, but anyway. I'll find it. Go ahead and talk. Okay. <clears throat> Today I want to do. I got it. Nice. Sandra. <laughs> All I got to do is begin to talk. It's going interrupt the fire out of me. That's what I was Go, waiting for. Go, That's what I was waiting for. That's what I figured you was. Where was that now? Okay. See, Let, this one's from Sandra. It says, the combination of salt and light you bring has so dramatically changed my insight for the better. I'm at, at th I am thrilled to say that I watch each of your boardroom podcasts at least five times. Thank you. That's a blessing to God. Yeah. I tell you what. Well, we try to give you revelation in, in the Word of God, make you see some things, not because so... We don't say so. Let me tell you something you've never heard before, because revelation is revealed knowledge of what God wants done. When, where, how, how much, and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and each day we get it fresh from the Holy Spirit. We, we of course, have a starting point. The Bible is always our foundation, and we start there. But God always brings new things yeah. that we can start talk well, about. Well, this year I wasn't going to do this today. I just was walking because I had a so. He gave me two of them. He gave me this today and the, and the next one. I already know what you I'm going to do You already ahead. Wow. Yeah, he just did. But I was going to do the next one today. You know? I said, no, you do this. Okay. I am an avid person about how Jesus lived. Of all the people, and I love the Apostle Paul, Peter, James, John, Bartholomew. I mean, great, great disciples. love disciple. to study about that, right? But something about Jesus, how he walked, how he talked, and what he did. Because he's the son of God. Of course. And you would think, you know, what, what is on God's mind? about his people. I know he wants to save people, and he's doing that. Mm -hmm. But in Luke chapter 4, I want to show you something here. I want to start with verse 16. He says, And he went to Nazareth where he was brought up. And as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. There was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had found, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time that Jesus speaks a sermon. First time he's speaking, <clears throat> excuse me, to people at the synagogue. And you would think, what would be the first thing God Almighty would say? Okay? Think about that. I mean, you know, I mean, because this is evidently on Jesus' mind, on the Father's mind, on the Holy Spirit's mind. And you, a lot of people, you think he'd say something else about healing or say something. What is on his mind? Look what he said. And I love verse 18. He said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And what's the first thing on his mind? For he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Notice this. He does not want poverty of any kind. And I think he gets irritated when people say poverty is a blessing when it's a curse. The very first totally sermon agree. Jesus ever said, the first thing that comes out of my, this is God Almighty in the flesh. The spirit of the Lord God's upon me, up on me, up. On me, and he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Hmm. And the word gospel means good news. And you've heard me say, it, what's good news to a poor man won't be poor no more. That's right. The very first thing God had to say when Jesus stood before a congregation there in the synagogue. Yeah. He says, I got to attack this poverty. Right. Well, says so poverty or being poor really means limitation. Right. I can't do this or I can't go there or I can't have that. I, and a lot of that was just even necessities, the poor. Well, yeah, 
You know, God, God don't have to tell you what you can't do. You already know that. He wants to tell you what you can do. Right. And you can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth you. Right. First thing Jesus said, opens up, finds the, uh, the book of the prophet Isaiah, like they say in, over in Europe, and Isaiah, as we say here in America. The Spirit of the Lord God's upon me, for he hath anointed me to preach the gospel of the poor. That's why I believe in prosperity. The Bible said, go do the work that I do, and greater than these shall you do. Ephesians 5, chapter, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 says, Be ye therefore imitators of God as dear children. So I ask you, why do you have a problem with prosperity when God does it? When the very first thing that comes out of his mouth when he goes to preach this gospel right. is that I got to get rid of poverty. In right. Life. And we know that Jesus only did what his father told him to do. He only said what his, right. his father told him to say. So this was on God's mind. And I'm sure when he's walking the streets of Jerusalem that day, or even Nazareth that day while he was going to the synagogue, he had to have seen some people that were poor, sure. that were had lack, that were <clears throat> hurt, begging for food they, because sure. they were sick. Struggling. So he, he had this whole list of things he wanted to bring to the, to the people to let them know this wasn't God's plan. God's plan from the beginning was always blessing. Well, go look at the Garden of Eden, you'll find that. But notice, the, the thing I can't get over is the very first thing that God Almighty in the flesh says to people. Right. The Spirit of the Lord God's upon me for the anointing me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now, watch this. Poverty is a terrible... You can have a lot of money and be poverty of spirit. Right. As, you see, money is just one small facet of it. But yet, we live in an economic world. And God wants you blessed in the city, in the field, going in, going out. How do I know that? I mean, the Our Father prayer. How many times is prayed a day all over the world? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done where? On earth. As it is where? In heaven. Okay. Uh, any poverty in heaven? No. No, then why should it be here? Right. Because the church will believe it and they say, well, Jesus was poor. No, he was not because that's the first thing he said. Right. He would have to be preaching to himself. But a lot of people who consider themselves super spiritual think that uh, being rich is a, is a four-letter word. Well, it is a four-letter word, but it's a good four-letter word. It's a good letter. God, and it got some bad Jesus ones, but there's a good four-letter word. Poor so that we could become rich. Right. He and when you took come heaven, yeah. When you come from heaven and, and, and you go to and you and you go to Bezos' house or Elon Musk, those well, guys are, are, are paupers right. compared to the Father God and what heaven has. Yeah. He said, He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, which means the anointing to get rid of poverty in your life, spiritually. Physically, finally, very first thing on his mind, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Wow. Think about that. Think about that, that the Holy oh, Spirit man. needs came to anoint us in right. the same way. Amen. To, to spread this good news to poor people everywhere that they don't have to be poor. That's why I tell That's people. That's what the yeah. assignment of the Holy Spirit right. is on our life. And we need to be saying that same message. When the Lord told me, he said, I put the, the anointing of increase on you, not just so I could live better, mm -hmm. so you can live better. Right. So this, anointing, you get close to me. I know it sounds arrogant. It's not. You get close to me. You partner with me. This anointing of increase will come on you. It will stay on you. Listen to me. I know what I'm talking about here. I've seen it happen too many times. You come too late to tell me it doesn't work because it does, you see. Now, I was raised very poor, and so were you. It does matter where you yeah. sow your seed. It, oh, it, it does. It does matter what, because you, when you, you put your seed in explain, good ground. Explain that. You well, know why it does matter? You can't grow corn. In the Antarctica. Right. It's got, they, got, they got dirt there. The conditions have to be right. That's correct. And See, so we, we make sure that our ministry is free from sin, free from right. fear, free from uh, doubt, anything that would hinder the seeds that you sow. Because we <clears throat> feel like we have a responsibility 
to <coughs> guard and, and oh, care that's right. for your seed. Well, and we're not we, lazy with your seed. Mm -hmm. you know. And I don't believe in being a thrower of seed. I believe in being a sower of seed. And when seed. we sow, we make sure we give. And our ministry is a tither All giver. the time. We make sure that we give into good ground as well. That's right. And we've seen it happen, and, and we, we love the principle. So we know it works. If Ephesians 5 verse 1 means what it says and says what it means, be you therefore imitators of God as dear children, then I can say this. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, Jesse, for he hath anointed me mm -hmm. to preach the gospel to the poor. Mm -hmm. now, I'm, I mean, I've been royally persecuted for this. All I'm doing, look at it, is being biblical. You see, Jesus was poor. No, he was not. Think about this. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it, do you ever hear him have, having any needs? You ever hear Jesus say, well, I can't go to Capernaum this week. Won't be able to see mama. You know, things are tough, you know. And, you know, you know hey, no, no, none of that. None. Zero. Why? Because he was anointed to get rid of poverty. Right. And, you know, Jesse, people in the world don't mind you poor, telling people, poor people to look to the government or look to some other right. thing to help them to get out of that. But we're saying, look to God. Yeah, look God, to God is the Almighty. one who has unlimited resources. Unlimited. He has a plan, and this plan was fulfilled when Jesus came to the earth. But the, the thing that gets me about this passage of Scripture, and I love it, and I quote it quite, quite extensively, very first thing on God's mind, be like the first message you ever hear God say, we're all in heaven, what's he going to say? What's he going to do? Here's Jesus at the center of God. What is going to say? You know what he, he said? I have come here to get rid of poverty in your life. Now, if he was poor as a church rat, as some people say, people would say, well, why don't you do it for yourself? <laughs> like, the, like the thief said, if yeah, you're really you, God, yeah, why don't you why take don't yourself you? off the cross, take me off too. And us too. See, but he was not. He was anointed to get rid of poverty. Then the second thing he said, right. he sent me to heal the brokenhearted. There are a lot of brokenhearted people in the world. A lot of brokenhearted people in the church. There shouldn't be brokenheartedness in the church. Why? People fighting against each other. I don't like you. You don't like me. And you break people's hearts. I never forget one time my granddaughter said, Grandfather, have you ever had a broken heart? I never forget that. Mm -hmm. I never thought I'd ever have a conversation like that with my, with my granddaughter. And, you know, and I said, yes. I said, I certainly did. I said, I was 12 years old and I loved this girl. And I just, she's still living today. Her name was Peggy Gidry. Oh, God, I loved Peggy. 12 you years old. You see that with two, you, see, you can yeah. tell Peggy you loved her, but you're not telling me. Well, this is when I was 12 years old, for God's well, sake. I no excuse. Oh, she's still, I, I got to watch it, man. Old jealous thing. Peggy got, got it. <laughs> and I got to beg for it. <laughs> you gotta, no, you ain't got to beg for it. Yeah, no, apparently. No, 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 12 years old. We have old. this little dispute how Jesse has difficulty oh, saying going the, in another the word let me, let, let me finish my message here. I mean, you I can told, get back to it. You I got... told Meredith, I'll give you the credit in just a minute. I told Meredith, sure. I said, yes. And so, so I remember my dad said, don't worry about it, boy, I just puppy love. Well, I want to tell everybody, puppy love hurts just, just like uh, old love or, you know, matured love. It hurts. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? Then she said this. I want y'all to get this. She said, has Mimi ever had a broken heart? I said, no, Mimi breaks hearts. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I, I, well, oh, you're telling you're, the story I, 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 a little bit differently. No, but okay, it's how the was same. it then? Well, because oh, you said, you know, I really don't know, you said. No, I did. And I always know, Because knew. I walked, no, if you remember correctly, <laughs> I walked into the room. I didn't know what you were talking about. I walked in because I think I was cleaning up the kitchen, finished it up, came into the into the fun room there, and Mimi, and then you said, well, Kathy, have you ever had a broken heart? Mimi went, 
Meredith wants to know. And I said, I had to pause for a minute. And I thought, well, no. I said, no, I break hearts. And that's right. And that was a little joke, but I don't know for how many hearts <laughs> I actually broke. It wasn't no joke. Yeah, it was a But joke. I didn't remember having a broken heart, but I did say later that you wounded my heart a few times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, you know, I was crazy Because you won't day. tell me. I love I, you, Kathy. Oh, Lord Jesus. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear, you, it, folks. Hear, hear it, folks. I heard just say, let, let me finish my sermon. <laughs> okay. We're not here to be hollering at, talking about Oh, yes. Our relationship. This I'm talking about the word of God time. here, woman. This is a perfect time. <laughs> you, know, you know, the Spirit of the Lord God has anointed me to, to get rid of poverty yes, in right. every which way, shape, and form. Listen, I, I don't know how else to tell you this. I'm not trying to get something from you. I'm trying to get something to you. Mm -hmm. People say, why do you have partners? Well, you know, I'm going to say something. This is going to shock you. I never wanted financial partners. I never did. Not, and I'm not against ministers having partners. I thought, Lord, you've gave me a fairly decent business mind. If you will bless me, kind of like Jabez, you know, like right. Jabez. I said, Lord, if you will bless me, I'll pay for it all. And the Lord said, oh, you want me to take giving out the Bible? I said, no, no, I, I didn't say that. He said, yes, you did. Why, well, why are we doing that? You want to take salvation out? You want to take healing out? I went, oh, no. Then I realized that Jesus had partners to his ministry. Ephesians 5.1, right. you therefore imitators of God as dear children. Right. So partners, thank you. And this anointing increase, if it's not on you, it's coming, baby. And it's coming strong. And God will bless you because the spirit of the Lord God is upon Jesus, upon Jesse. Mm -hmm. He's anointing me to preach this gospel to the poor. It's not the only thing I preach. Right. Because I do the second part. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. I, you know, when I went to church, I couldn't believe how many people I saw that were sad. Brokenhearted. People fight a lot in churches, you know, they get, get mad at each other. Yeah. Well, we want fried chicken for the picnic. <laughs> well, I ain't bringing fried chicken. I, I want donuts. Well, well, bring donuts. Bring chicken. I don't care. Whatever you want. And, you know, you just, it breaks people's hearts to do that. You see what I'm saying? And it shouldn't be. That's the second thing Jesus had on his mind. Remember, the first sermon he ever preached, he had sent me to heal. Well, let me read it again. The Spirit of the Lord God's upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Number one thing on God's mind. Number two thing, he had sent me to heal the brokenhearted. In other words, you get around brokenhearted people, you bring healing to them. You don't do this, oh, I'm so sad for you, Lord. No, you bring joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Right. You, you take them out of depression and discouragement and despondency by letting your light shine, mm -hmm. by being a reflection of Christ instead of casting a reflection upon him. Now notice it. That's the second thing he said. Then watch this. He had sent me to heal the broken. And the third, he sent to preach deliverance to the captives. In my, the thing I can't get over about the church world, how come anybody, how can any Christian be in captivity when Jesus, that was the third thing he said, mm -hmm. he sent me to deliver the captive. Well, my God, if Jesus gave you the power of attorney to use the name of Jesus, if he says I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever, and by his stripes you were healed, so if he said that, and if he said call the elders of the church, if there's any sick among you, anoint them with all, pray the prayer. Do you see what's happening here? Mm -hmm. There should not be one captive person in the church or any Christian whatsoever at all. So number one, poverty is not a part of your life. Right. Number two, brokenheartedness is not a part of your life. Number three, deliverance of the cat. Captivity is not a part of your life. And yet people will preach that. Well, it's normal. You're not normal. I'm not normal. You're, God's not normal. Right. Satan's normal. That's all he does is flesh stuff. He's a flesh devil, not a faith devil. You see what I'm saying? He, he, he brings poverty. He breaks hearts. He causes captivity. Jesus came to get rid of that. 
So people get mad at me because I walk in the joy of the Lord all the time. I mean, he just, he just, he, everything's just fine for him. Yeah, yeah. And even when I'm persecuted, even when they come at me, even when people say I don't love them enough, <laughs> and I do. Oh, I know you do. Okay, but well, then what do you do my case? Well, I, what I do know. you mean you hear it? I say it all the time. And not nearly enough. It's better in action than in words, isn't it? Yes. It Thank is. you. But oh, it's both good. <laughs> she likes to hear it more, and I understand that. So watch, number one, preach the gospel to the poor. Number two, heal the brokenhearted. You've got to understand, this is the first message Jesus ever preached. Number three, uh, bring deliverance to the captive. Hmm. I just can't. And when I look at that, I said, do you mean to tell me that this poverty was the number one thing on his mind? He, and I would pray, and the Lord said, yes. And the next thing was the broken heartings of people, yes. And then the next thing was to preach, was proclaimed, delivered to the captives. And notice number four, recovery of sight to the blind. Mm -hmm. Healing was the fourth thing. I would have thought healing would be the first thing. You know, there's a lot of sick people in the world, right? Yeah. But he said, no, if I can get rid of the, that poverty, I can get rid of that brokenheartedness, I can get rid of that, that captivity, the healing part's real easy because mm -hmm. by his stripes you were healed. Think about that for a minute. He ranked, a, came to bring restoration to the whole man, every part of us, amen. mentally, spiritually, physically, Well, I can't emphasize enough that this is his first sermon. Mm -hmm. So this is the first thing he tells, quote, quote, to the world. Right. First words are important. You better know what first words are. I mean, yeah. Well, when me and Kathy stood before that priest at Holy Rose of Catholic Church, what he says, do you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? He asked me a question, and I couldn't do this. You could say, she knows. No, she knows. No, I had to say something. <laughs> right. I said, I do. See, yeah. Right. See what I'm saying? In other words, words are vessels that hold past, present, and future. It's a, the containers. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, quit saying what you have because you don't want it. Say what you want. Right, right. People say, they keep telling God about what they have. He already know all that. Say what you want. Right. See, so I made up my mind, and now this is not arrogant, I will not be poor on the earth because Jesus gave me the power to destroy poverty. Right, you know, it's so And true. let me tell you something. You part of, you listen to me. You're a part of this ministry. You give to us. You, when you sow that seed, say, that anointing increases on Jesse and Kathy, it's got to come on us. We're debt-free since 1982. 1982. Why aren't you debt-free? God don't love me anymore than he loves you. Don't love Kathy anymore than, than he loves her. And it, uh, uh, you, it, wait a minute, he's no respecter of person. Well, how come we have this? Because we believe it. Because we decree it. Because we declare it. We got out of the realm of religion and went to relationship. Then we got out of the realm of a relationship and went to fellowship. Mm -hmm. See, coming together. Think about that, to heal. So I believe in healing today. Yes. People say healing is not for today. Well, how come there's so many sick people? Or oh, God sent that sickness and put it on that person. Let me ask you this question. Where did he get it at? You know anybody in heaven that's sick? If you had the power to put cancer on your child, would you do it to teach them something? Do you know that's what religion says? God's put this on you to teach you something? He ain't got to give you cancer to teach you something. No. He's the same. This is what he gave you to teach that's you something. That's right. And the book of Hebrews of tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So it doesn't matter what people say. What does the book say? Yeah. What does Jesus say? Well, he came healing. He says, I came to bring healing Sight to the blind. That's yeah, spiritual blindness as blind. well. And that's but, why they followed him. Mm -hmm. I mean, miracles going on everywhere. Right. But watch this. There was a place he couldn't do it. Right. 
That was in Nazareth. His the Bible time. said he could, no mighty, he could do no mighty work except he laid his hand on a few sick folk. Because they didn't receive him as you God's got it. son. Reception, receive, right. receive, so receive. Listen, when you give today, when you partner with us, learn, sow your seed, believe it, and then receive it. And if somebody said, where'd you get that at? So I sowed and I believed. Yeah. See, and I, I feel so strong. Yeah, this anointing is present for, for, to go into the camera. We're looking at cameras. Yeah. You're looking at us, and get inside and get you what you need, your desire, and your want. Yes. Yeah, I'm telling you. You well, know, this how is... do, I got to say, how do, how do they become a partner? Go okay. to jdm.org. That's yes. our website. You can look up where it says donate and donate if you want to. Let me say it. If you don't want to, don't do it. I I don't know of any other preacher saying what I just said. If you don't want to get done, don't do it. I still want you to watch the boardroom chats and all the other things that we have here in the ministry. I want you to get because you want to. What? Because if you, if, you, if you give with a willing heart, you're going to have a willing harvest. Or you can use PayPal if you want to do it. You can text the gift. Or you can mail in the old-fashioned way and check to the ministry. Whatever it may be. To the ministry. Do you hear what I'm saying? No, it ain't going in my pockets. Not that I can't receive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't. the other day a person came and gave me a card. They didn't even put their name on it. And I thought, what? And I opened it up, and it was $1,000, and it said, be blessed. And I said, God, look. God, what, what, what? that person, they don't tell them what they're getting right now because of the anointing increase. I'm believing that on you. I'm, t- I'm not just saying that to get something from you. I'm, listen to me. It's on me. You understand? It's, that's why they persecute me. They get mad at me. What, I fly a plane. I live in a nice home. Oh, he shouldn't be doing that. What do you mean I shouldn't be doing that? Who do you think gave it to me? You think the devil gave it to me? No, God did. That's right. Because we're sowers of seed. So number four is the what? The recovery of sight to the blind. Mm-hmm. Number five. Look at this. First message. Not only recovery of sight to the blind. This is very important in, in its lineup here. To set at liberty them that are bruised. Mm-hmm. You know what that means, Kathy? What? People have hit on you, bruised. You get bruises. And, you know, you can be happy and go, how'd you get that bruise? It's a memory of, a, of oh, a, an attack. Oh, it's a memory of somebody of hurting you. Yeah. And, and doing whatever they Hurt. can. And, and uh, I mean, it's amazing how many bruised people are in life. I saw something the other day, and I believe I can say this. Um, it was, it was a, a, a special on McEnroe. You know the great tennis player? Mm-hmm. I just happened to turn, and I thought, let me watch this. And um, now there's some cussing going in. I didn't, I didn't particularly care for that. But what touched me was his relationship with his father. And when his father was dying, now this comes from the, uh, uh, the thing they had on McElroy. You might want to see it. He went to the hospital every day trying to get, waiting for his daddy to say something, but his daddy couldn't. He just didn't say it. See, I thought, this man wanted to be the best, and he was. They didn't like him because he talked, and he'd get mad if, you know, stuff like that. That's neither, everybody's got imperfections but you could see the quality of his work. What it struck me was that he was bruised. His father, is, you know, waiting. Come on, Dad, say something, yeah. But he was bruised. You see, there's so many people I run into all over the world that are bruised. And yet, Jesus thinks it's more important to get rid of poverty, get rid of brokenheartedness, get rid of captivity, get rid of sickness and disease, and then... Get rid of this bruise stuff. In other words, bruises will heal. And don't forget, remember that time I fell in the garage with that painting in my head? And this thing right here, I mean, I hit my, I mean, it was a lick, boy. And it turned black. I mean, when I say black, 
They'll call it like a black eye. First it did blue. Then it went black. And they say when you're heavily bruised, it goes yellow. Boy, they started turning yellow. And they didn't just stay. It went all the way down to my right here. And I was heavily bruised. But you know what? I kept doing what I need to do, praying and believing God. For, and uh, you can't see it today, can you? That's a long, well, it's been a year ago, I guess, maybe. Well over whatever. a year. It was healed, see? I immediately began to put the word of God on it, see? And I, I love this. To set at liberty that are bruised. And watch verse 19. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, what is the acceptable year of the Lord, Kathy? Well, the, the Amplified says it so clearly. Okay. I love this Read verse it. in the Amplified. It says, to proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and free favors of God profusely abound. Free favors. Mm -hmm. My God. Now, I want you to read that whole verse in the Amplified and then maybe the Passion Translation or whatever, if you don't mind. Well, the Amplified in verse 18 says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. And then he goes into the same verse 19, which I just read. What does the Passion say? Do you uh, have that? The Passion translation <coughs> of verse nine, 18 and 19 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me uh, for and has anointed me to, to be hope for the poor, freedom for the brokenhearted, and new eyes for the blind, Ooh. and to preach to prisoners. You are set free. I have come to share the message of Jubilee, for the God, time of God's great acceptance has begun. Oh, my God. Isn't that great? Do you see that? But see, the thing I, I can't get away from in this, this is the first thing Jesus says to a crowd, mm -hmm. his very first message to a crowd. That's what was on God Almighty's mind, and it still is. And the thing about <clears throat> this is, is that Jesus was actually reading from the book of Isaiah. He opened the book, found where it was written yeah, about right. him, think, and Isaiah he's reading 61? those words from Isaiah 61. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's several ones in here. I was mm -hmm. looking in the reference there. But the, he proclaimed this period of time. It began when he came, and it's still here. Oh, yeah. His time of jubilee, his blessing of anointing and favor and prosperity that profusely abounds belongs mm. now. And I love that you said these were his first words. First words. He chose these words because he only said what his father told him to say, and he went to the book. He right. found it in the book where it was written about him. We need to find in the book where it's written about us. You know, this is about us as well. We can take hold of this verse because God, the Spirit of God, Amen. the anointing is upon us as well to continue the message that That's Jesus right. started. I, I've had several people tell me over my years, of you bring such joy, you bring such encouragement. Well, you know, I've been, I've been sad. I, see all these here? I've had every one of them. I've been poor. I've been brokenhearted. I've been in captivity. I've been blind as a bat. Look at it. Yeah, I mean, I when I say blind I as a bat, you know it. A blind, I mean. Yeah, I remember praying, Lord. I, I, I pray. I rebuke I, the devil from blinding your eyes to the truth. Because the scripture says, I think it's. Blind as a bat. Yeah, it said the Satan, the God of this world has blinded the eyes and of I have Lest bruised. they should believe and receive the gospel. And Peter. I have been bruised mm. even by you. Okay. Just thought I'd tell you. Well, <laughs> For what it's worth. Would you like to know when? Not right now. Not right now. <laughs> I may not want to know right now. <laughs>
She didn't, want, she, didn't want, she didn't want me to tell you what she's done. I, I you pardon you. You pardon. Yeah, She'll so, tell you what you know, I've done. Quit going she, back in that, that oh, sea of well, forgetfulness. You come to me all the time. I'm just trying to help you. Yeah, but you're fishing in my sea. Well, because you're still Did y'all see that? Kelly, put your head on me. Let me lay hands on you. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. See, so... All these things, to and I like to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. My acceptable year of the Lord was Labor Day weekend, 1974, at about a quarter to nine. And of all time, it was on Kathy's birthday. Mm-hmm. When Dr. Billy Graham, what a man. When you told me to watch Billy Graham and on that's television. that's probably the only reason you did watch, because you were feeling bad that you didn't get me nothing for my birthday. No, that's not true. I don't that's even a know. lie. I just thought that would be funny. I don't remember if you did. You probably did. You have got But because stuff. it was my birthday, Look you at this probably woman. were generous. This is, just go back to your point. <laughs> See, she don't like go nobody to going to her. Yeah. You're off the subject. Go I know, back. No, you don't so want to bring it all up. So on 1974. Yeah, no, you don't want to take it off the subject. I so th- since you're there, I said, we'll talk. No, we're going to go <laughs> finish your story. That's more important. <clears throat> and I got born again. I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. And that day began. Now, you know what's amazing to me about my acceptance of the Lord Jesus Christ? I was in a place where the church wouldn't go. Church wouldn't have nothing to do with me. Yeah, I was in the rock world. I was in, you know, I was in nightclubs and, you know, went sin and all this kind of stuff. They didn't go, but the Lord came to me. The Lord came where I needed, where I went. Now watch this. I got born again. I had to go do a rock show. Never seen sin before in my life. Never thought you of it as sin. You were blind to it. Blind. <laughs> when I walked in that place. Now this was a high dollar classy place. I, I called it an upholstered sewer. That night. You that night. I, this, I've been born again maybe, I don't know, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. My eyes were healed spiritually. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get saved in the church. I got saved. Actually, I was in a hotel room listening to Billy Graham. Then I went into a bathroom there and mm-hmm. gave my heart to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now, what's it? I, uh, how come I didn't see it the night before? I was blinded by that outlaw spirit called Satan. You see what I'm saying? And when you understand that, I mean, it, it was amazing. Well, that's to me. what John Jesus told uh, Nicodemus, who came to him at night. It's in Gospel of John, chapter three, mm-hmm. how he says that you can't see; you must be born again. And Nicodemus didn't know what he's talking about. And he says, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And that word see, much less inherit it. That means that word see means no comprehend, understand. So you cannot understand the things of God unless you're first born again. So you really didn't know how dark it was how bl- because you were blind. No, but the blind. moment your eyes were open to the gospel and you received Jesus into your heart, you started seeing things the way they were. Yeah. And you realized you couldn't live, you couldn't stay in that environment. I love verse 20 because you see, it shows me Jesus' actions. And he closed the book and gave it to a minister and sat down. You know what, you know what that meant? Closed the book like I'm closing my Bible. Gave it to a minister. He said, what this meant was preach this. Don't preach your opinions. Right. Just say what my father says and do what my father says to do. Preach Which is what this. he did. Now, right. I want to tell you something. When you preach this, you get ready for persecution of every kind. In the church, right. in the secular world, because they, they hated Jesus, they're going to hate you. And yet they don't even know you. Why would they want to hate you? Because you are a reflection of Christ instead of casting a reflection upon him. That's why I tell ministers that mess up and fall in adultery and do terrible. What's wrong with you? You crazy? You don't do those things. You have 
you, you've been born again, you should be, you, you should have a hard time saying, I like 1 John 5, if you keepeth yourself, the, the wicked, wicked one toucheth touch you, you not. not. Right. Well, let me show you something you here. I'm going to take that script and pull it back. <laughs> I keep myself, and poverty doesn't touch me. Glory mm -hmm. oh, to God. I, I could shout on that. I keep myself. Watch it. I just, I'm going to read line upon line of Jesus' sermon. I keep myself. Poverty don't touch me. I keep myself, and I'm not brokenhearted. I keep myself, and I'm not in captivity. I keep myself from going blind. My God, I keep myself from being bruised because I accept it. The Lord Jesus, my acceptable Amen. year Amen. of the Lord. Do you see that, ladies and gentlemen? Do you see that? But I got to go back to that number one, to get rid of that poverty. A man told me this one time, a very smart man, that most marriages are broken up because of financial pressure. Hmm. Now, you know, I'm, I, I, I said, how do you know? Well, he, you know, he, he handles that. He's the lawyer, divorce courts. He said, and the number, almost the number one problem was not because they fell out of love. Right. Not because she got older, no, he got older, or whatever, they, you know, whatever. Or it was because of financial pressure. Hmm. And I thought, hmm, that was why Jesus said, I got to get rid of this poverty. Right. So I ask you today, I can't tell you what to do. When somebody said poor is nice, no, it's not. It's a curse. It's a curse from Satan. When Jesus delivered it, deliver it off of you when this happened. And you ought to be doing today, walking in the power of God's word in every area. But he can't give you what you won't receive. See, you've got to receive this. You know, I can feel some kickback in the spirit right now. But you know what? You can kick all you want. I'm going to break through your kicks. and get, I don't want you poor no more. I want you to be a blessing to your grandparents. Maybe you want to pay off your mama's house. Maybe you want to, uh, I don't know, pay off your grandmother's house. You know, the holidays are coming up. Maybe you want to just be a blessing to somebody you never thought you could be. You know, I, I don't know. I remember I always set myself goals, even when I was a kid. I don't know why. I don't, nobody ever told me to do that that I can remember. But I remembered, I said, you know, one day I said, I, I, would, I would like to do this. I remember thinking in my mind as a very young boy right. that I, one day I'm going to pay my mama's house off. I did. One day I'm going to buy my grandma a real nice outfit. I remember helping you pick that out. Do you remember that? And she like, I, I'm telling you, this is my grandmother. I had the two best grandmothers any boy could ever have. This was my grandmother on my mother's side. I don't think she ever wore a dress that cost more than $5. She made most of her stuff. She bought uh, fabric and stuff like that. Very good sewing. She right. could sew. I don't think. And I, and I wanted to get her something nice. And I remember you came with, and I remember, it was a Nolan Miller suit. Uh, those are fairly expensive suits. Actually, it was a whole dress with a coat the same length as uh -huh. the dress, which was so beautiful. Now, why is that? Let me show you what poverty would do. She was poor. We all was all poor. But I would say I was, I was in the rock world. Here I am, a sinner, and I, yet I had a generosity about me. You always did. That's Watch right. this. She wanted to see the price. I said, yeah, you're looking at the price. How much is that? I said, I ain't telling you anything. I mean, I'm hiding. I'm doing everything I could. But she found that price. I don't know how she found it. And she said, oh, my God. Zach word. Oh, my God. I can't. That's so expensive. I'm going to wear it when, they, when I die. I said, what would you say, Grandma? I'm going to wear it 
Folks. I want that this gonna be when they bury me. In the coffin, right? I said, I don't want you to wear, wear it now. You can wear it then too. I want you to wear, wear it now, now man. I want you. Ghost, I'll we'll take get you somewhere. another one for later. Well, yeah, we did. <laughs> and do you know, she never wore it when she shame. was alive. It's a shame. And they buried her in the. And she looked good dead. Do I gotta say that? She sure looked good dead. Like she had that Nolan Miller suit. And you know what? And I looked and I thought, poverty done that. Right. Right, limitation. Poverty done that. Mm -hmm. When she could have, I mean, I would have said, this is my grandmother, you know, something like that. Just trying to be a black. Poverty did that. You see how it's such a curse? Mm -hmm. That's why I'm telling people, the anointing of increase is on me, but it can't come on me, on you, unless you sow seed. I'm not trying to get something from you. Everything starts with a seed. As long as the earth remains, seed time, harvest time. You see what I'm saying? Things like that. You, know, you sow all kinds of seeds. Right. You know, if you look at a girl and go, you wink at it. Hey, maybe you really wasn't trying to wink at it because you like it. Maybe you had something in your eye. You went, she, to think, what's she doing? She read something there, you know, and vice versa, things of that. That's a seed. See, <laughs> something happens right there. You get somebody's attention. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just the way it is. And when you understand, I got to go back to grandma. I mean, I'm glad she looked wonderful, but I, it bothered me. I thought, God, what's the matter with my grandmother? But that's what poverty will do. Mm. Isn't that sad? Yeah. I tried to do, I, I just tried to, I, I just, I don't know. I, you know, I tried to do everything. I remember one time, oh, I must have been 10 years old. I saved my money. Uh, I saved, but when I was 10 years old, $4 was a lot of money. And I bought my dad a robe. Not to me, that was the best I could do. And he really enjoyed it. It was a Christmas gift, see. And, uh, uh, but I, that was just my beginning. I, I, I always begin to set goals and things for myself. And I even do that today in ministry. Not to be a big preacher. You know, uh, the other day I went to wonderful to Terry Savelle Foy's um, I went to see dedication of her bill. She asked me, her ministry Father building. Jerry, and Kenneth Copeland to come. She called us the generals are here. And I, you know what I enjoyed? I hope Terry could see this. I've been knowing Terry since she's a little girl, since very young. Ha. Huh. Much she enjoyed what God had given her. You see, and, and I, I feel God's heart was, oh, man, she really appreciated that. You know, I appreciate everything God gives us. How many times we sitting there and you drinking your coffee in the morning, and I say, look at this, cat, look at what we got. We just can't get over. It's hard to, to conceive it, how much the Lord, I call it extreme favor, in extreme love, mm -hmm. to be able that you would do this for me? Yes. But see, when you follow this line, you'll find out what's most important to him. And then he tells the church, and they don't do it. Mm -hmm. He gave it to a preacher, a closed book. Don't preach your opinion, what you think. Right. Preach this. The Spirit of the Lord God's upon me, for you have known me to preach the gospel of the poor, heal the brokenhearted, preach the liver of the captive, recover of sight to the blind, set at liberty them that are brood, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Six things. Right. Right there. And the verse, Do that. In verse 21, he says, and he began to say to them, and this is in red too, he says, this day 
This scripture is fulfilled in your ears. The Amplified says, he began to speak to them. Today, the scripture has been fulfilled while you are present and hearing. So the, this plan of God was present then. It's still present today. This is our way out of poverty. This is your way out of poverty oh, and God. lack. Out of sickness, out of brokenheartedness. Right. Out of, of especially sickness, out of uh, any, being bruised. Any, any effect way, that the curse of the law, the curse that's in the earth well, because of Satan right. and Adam and Eve's rebellion against God. All these things that came in the earth that pulled us away from God's plan, Jesus came to restore all that. And I he has. It. And I want to tell you something. I am walking in Luke 4, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22. Mm -hmm. I, I can quote that whole thing. I just can't. It's in me. See what I'm saying? God, you, you're not watching this by accident. So don't live under what you can have. Receive and believe God for what God already said yeah, yeah. so you can have those things. You're going to have to put your faith on it. That's Does right. it come? Sometimes it comes real quick. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, and like you said, you keep yourself. I want to go back to that just for a moment because you, you quoted a verse of Scripture. This That's is 1 in 1 John, first John chapter, uh, chapter 5, 5, verse 18. It says, we know that what's whosoever is born of God, sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, ah. and that wicked one toucheth him not. That's right. And so we have a responsibility in this, just like the people of that day when Jesus got up in Nazareth and said what he read in Isaiah, proclaimed this about himself. He talked to the people that were there that were hearing what he said. But, uh, but then, it, if you don't mind, I'm going to finish reading this in verse uh, 24. He said, Verily I say unto you, no prophet has, is accepted in his own country. But I tell you a truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Isaiah. This is verse 24 of the same chapter. Luke chapter 4 verse continues on. Okay, you went off of 1 John now. Okay, now you Yeah, I'm sorry. Back in Luke chapter 4 verse 24, actually now at 25, it says, But I tell you of a truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Isaiah, but when... When the heaven, no, I, it's talking a lot, Isaiah. Isaiah. No, Isaiah. Isaiah. This was probably I, uh, Elijah is what they're talking about. When the heavens shut up three years right. and six months, when great famine was throughout the, all the land, but unto none of them was Isaiah sent, save unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the same uh, time what of Isaiah. What scripture you Isaiah. Where you at? This is uh, Luke chapter 4. What, 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 what verse? I, I'm right now I'm in 27. Oh, okay. And it says, and many lepers were in Israel in the time of, of Isaiah. The that's next, Elias. 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 Yeah. yeah, but that's the old spelling. Okay. We, we, right. Usually we know him as Elisha. Not Isaiah. You have Isaiah. Right. I, that's Elias. why I, I corrected it to I, okay, Elijah. And then they're talking about Elias. Elisha. Okay. It's just a different spelling in the King James. It says, the prophet, and none of them was cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian. Right. So it just shows you that they all had the opportunity, even like today, there's a lot of people that hear this message that we're speaking today, but we have to receive it. You have to hear it and receive it for it to work for you. You have to keep yourself is what I'm trying to get at. Well, to understand this book, you got to open it and then you got to close it. Right. See, you got to open it read first, it. you read it, close it Believe and preach it. what it says. Right. And, huh? and it works. I'm it's amazing to me. And this, <laughs> I got to go back to that. The first sermon he ever preached, mm -hmm. that was on God's mind. Do you know that sermon? How old was that sermon? Even before the planet. Hundreds. Oh, oh yeah. 
was even before the universe. That was planned for Isaiah to proclaim I that. am mm -hmm. that I am. Mm -hmm. But he needed someone to speak it. Mm -hmm. He called me as a minister of the gospel. He needed someone to speak it. Yeah. You know, and even in that day, those people he was speaking to, they yeah. knew this scripture inside and out. Ooh. It was one that was regularly read. They were familiar See. with it. So it's not enough to just have heard it with your ears. You have to hear it with your heart and understand it. Then you, uh, and you know, from the heart, the man speak it. Then you, right. you, 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 you produce action behind it. Right. Read a couple more of these uh, wonderful testimonies. Right. I mean, it's amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not by accident that you're hearing this. I'm telling you, God want to do things for you. And, you know, uh, if you just let him. That's right. If, if Please, just let him. Yeah, we have people watching from all over the world. Just this one, one from the Netherlands, Lenora, says, Good afternoon from Tochachi, New Mexico, in the Navajo Nation. I'm excited the, to hear the word of God. I love the Indian people. Yes, we do. Darlene says, Thank you. I love listening to you. I used to be scared of the end of the world. These days, I believe I'm in a good place with God, and I'm not so afraid. This world we live in now is so scary. I pray to God that he will fix it, but maybe maybe the way he's going to fix it is by us coming back by soon, coming. like you're saying. Yeah, I believe Jesus is coming. It's by coming I, back I really soon, do. like you're saying, yeah. yeah. And Lynette says, I love, praise God, love you guys. I always enjoy your boardroom chats. I am thankful that I can be partners with you. Wait, wait, I must, thank, what's her name? Lynette, Lynette. L Lynette, thank you for doing it. Mm -hmm. Now, how did she become one? She may have went to my website. She may have used PayPal. She may have texted again. She may have just sent a check in. Uh, Lynette's her name? Lynette. Get ready for the hundredfold return. It's on me, ladies and gentlemen. I, and I will not blink when I say it. Mm -hmm. It is on me. Yeah. I want it on you. Right. So you can place it on someone else. That's right. And on down the line to people just get blessed. Right. We Go ahead, read some we more. We want to hear your comments. Also Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you. This one is Danette says, good morning, Jesse and Kathy. I am so blessed. I was prayed over and agreed with your prayer ministers, and, and my procedure came out 100%. So we have people Isn't that call Jesus? in and talk okay, to Okay, that's team. the healing part. That's the healing part. That's the fourth thing. Uh -huh. And then this another one says, uh, praise the Lord, saints. I chose the boardroom chats over any daytime TV show. Thank you, Brother Jesse and Pastor Kathy, for what you do. For Be forever blessed. Read that again. She, she chose I the I chose what? the boardroom chats over any daytime TV show. She could, I uh, guess, I don't know if there was a survey or uh, are something. Are we better than As the World Turns? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Fucking answer that one. <laughs> Although I haven't seen it in, since I was a kid. Uh, if it even they, is out call, there. Why do they it's, call them soap operas? As the Stomach Turns. I think because, uh, <laughs> because they had soap uh, advertisers. They were like sponsors. And so okay, they, where to get they the were word soaps opera? like soap operas. A story is an opera. Oh. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm always teaching I just asked you. <laughs> she says she knows everything, so I uh, thought I'd well, ask her. I, I answered you. <laughs> Diane says, I heard you in Pasadena last week. Oh, yeah. Blessed by the service. Maria says, the Holy Spirit touched my soul. Even I even started talking in tongues. Praise the we Lord. We had a teaching of, a while back on our chats about speaking in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. We believe people got filled and she did. Thank you for writing that what in, What a blessing. See, you can't limit what God wants you to do. Mm -hmm. You can't limit what God wants you to receive. And it's amazing how people will do it. And all God wants to do is love his children and bless them. Mm. I want you to do me a favor. Would you do it for me? Of course. Take that bracelet off. Okay. Just take it off. Is it bothering you? No, just take it off. 
I'm gonna show you something. I haven't worn this in a long time. I know, that's why I saw it, and I like it. Now, what are them things called? They're called uh, slides. Slides, okay. It's a so slide bracelet. It's uh, an old uh, yeah. antique oh, type of- I want everybody to see this thing. Uh, charm bracelet. A charm bracelet, okay. It is very pretty. I don't know if you can see it closer. To, I really like the blue stones. You got all kinds of stuff. Now, watch this. She, Kathy wanted a slide. He asked me so, what I wanted for Christmas, and I told him. I want a slide can bracelet. Can I tell my story? I'm, I'm, I'm telling this part. Okay. It's, it's kind of a dialogue. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, want, to get, I want to get to my point. You could have already you done it. it. She had this, you see, the, you see the gold stuff? She had the, uh, the chain. So she says, well, what I'm going to do is uh, you can buy me one a year, like some people do, you know. Yeah, that's usually what you do, add yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, add to it. For events. You know what I said? So we went to the uh, jewelry store there, and I looked at it, and, and you asked them. I didn't know anything about slides or anything of that nature. I said, do y'all have slides? Yeah, they got slides. So we're sitting there. She's, going, so she's trying to pick one that she likes for the year. You know what I said? I did like God did. I said, fill it up. You went, oh, oh, Jesse, that's a lot of money. Well, that has nothing to do with it. Fill it up so that when you wear it for the first time, it will be complete. This is what God wants to do for you. He wants to fill it up. Go ahead, can you put that thing back on? He wants to fill you up. He wants to bless you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, spiritually, physically, financially, every area of your life. Then he wants you to be so full that you overflow and you fill other people up. Yeah. This was probably 20 years ago that, that you gave that, me this. That, I had just I, I the first one. Yeah, that and blue then one. I really like that I blue I was going to just keep the one, and then you were supposed to write, I love you, Kathy, on the back. <laughs> but my, I, <laughs> I'm going to jerk in his chin. Oh, she anyway, just anyway, anyway, Pray for each, this woman. She needs help. I'm trying to make it easier for now, her each birthday, that, anniversary. A man that will do this plus this and all the mother. Come on, show it. <laughs> plus that. If that ain't love, I don't know what is. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to be a blessing. Just trying to be a blessing. You are a blessing. Well, thanks. Sell them. Don't He's, tell me. <laughs> tell me that you think I'm a blessing. I don't have to tell you. Do say it, it again. Like, I don't, you don't have to tell no, me. Come I don't on, have say to, it. I want you to say hey, it. Hey, I don't have to tell you. No, no, like, say you don't it. have to tell me. <laughs> it goes both ways. <laughs> We're having a good time here. So let me just say this. <laughs> I didn't forget what I was going to say. Bridget, let me tell you two testimonies where you can okay. think about what you have to. I know I love it when he's speechless. When I make him <laughs> yeah. speechless, it's a rare moment. Rare. Anyway, Bridget says, Jesse has been such an integral part of my walk with God. Praise God. No one else has ever reached me and been able to help me in my faith like Jesse has. And I'm I live, amazed at that. I live on the other side of the world. What a blessing he is and what a joy he brings to me whenever I listen to him speak. Praise God for wonderful anointed people who spread the gospel in their own unique way. Well, this is what we do. It's this, this technology is so she lives on the other side of the world. Yeah. What's her name? Bridget. Bridget, one day we're going to meet face to face. That's right. It may be in heaven and it may be here. I may go where you live. Who knows? I don't know. Uh -huh. That's what God has done. I anyway. want to read one last sermon before, yes. uh, I mean, testimony, sermon? <laughs> testimony before okay. we go. go. Susan says, I usually spend the early hours of my day listening to any sermon by Jesse Duplantis Ministries. His sermons are usually a mixture of God's word and beautiful humor. I've listened, and I think this she's from the, from England because I can tell how she spells humor with a U. I've listened to these sermons repeatedly that I can almost recite them. Your faith will be boosted, and you're sure to have a good laugh. Our God is a, such a happy God. So she's recommending us to some people in her in comment. Other well, we like to pay, Thank we, you, Susan. we like joy. We like it all. That's Let me right. just say this as we close. Thank you, partners. Yes. You want to increase today? 
sow a seed. Believe God. Make sure it's good ground. This is good ground. You don't want to do it here? Do it somewhere else. Whatever. And do it in faith and do believe it in for faith. your return. But for you that want to give today, you can go to jdm.org if you like to. And just hit the donate button and do whatever you need to do. You can use PayPal. You can text the give or you can just mail in a donation. I believe God is speaking to many people right now. We have several major projects. Mm -hmm. I have to buy another major piece of equipment there at the airport. You know, so for us to do different things. And that's a lot of money. But that's all right. God's word is true. Thank you for being so kind. And remember, mm -hmm. the spirit of the Lord God has anointed me. Yes. For he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. I want to leave you with the first thing that God said in, in Jesus Christ on his first message. Mm -hmm. Poverty doesn't belong to you. That's right. Give it back to Satan. He's the one that should be poor. That's right. Till next week, Jesse and Kathy saying we love you. See you soon. Bye-bye.